One of the features here on Less the Book Coach is going to be a weekly podcast. Everybody has a story. I spent 17 years in radio asking questions, and until I started this series, I had no idea how much I missed it. The format of these podcasts is going to be a guest and me in a conversation, and you get to eavesdrop. I hope you enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed the conversation. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Everyone Has a Story. Our guest today is Janet Stegman from Grass Valley, California. Janet, welcome to Everybody Has a Story. Thank you, Les. Now, we met in June. We started working on your book, um, and, and it's about dealing with addictions. Tell us about your approach and, and what's the intent of the book that we started in June. Is that there's reasons for addiction and depression and other negative emotions, and they all stem from childhood wounds that have not been healed because our society doesn't teach us how to heal our childhood wounds permanently. Now, people will go to 12 step programs to help them with their addiction. And it helps some people, but I got to tell you, the success rate of this 12-step program is not very high. So with my program, we go back and we dig deep into the childhood wounds, and people remember what happened to them, and they talk about it, they write about it. And I do something called the tapping, which is energy clearing, and we do something called inner child work, where... We are relaxed after the tapping, and we close our eyes, and we go back, and we see our little child, maybe the four-year-old or the six-year-old or the eight-year-old, at the times when they were being wounded. And then we, as the adult, enters the scene as though going through a scrim, and we go and we heal the little one. We hold the little one. We comfort the little one. We tell them, I'm so sorry you had to go through this. I will, I will take care of you from now on, and you will never have to go through this again. You're safe. You can go back to being a child. And I have seen people heal from, from addiction, depression, blocks to their career, real, you know, abusive relationships, turn like 180 degrees on a dime after doing this healing work to where their lives are on a wonderful path. And they let go of addiction, and they just go on and live a happy life. I rarely hear from my old clients because the work is so permanent. It's so, it's so useful. It's so how I say it's so effective that it, it, it permanently releases the pain that underlying the addiction and the depression. Janet, and, and once you release that, you you naturally well up happy and joyous. I I was surprised uh, working with you on, on your book about the the healing and uh, for you this is not just a uh, uh, a read a textbook situation uh, you've you've lived some of these uh, some of these addictions and and some of these challenges. Tell us a little bit about your life before getting to this point where you were ready to to share this program. 
Yes, yes, I have lived these addictions. <laughs> well, when I was 17, I began my eating disorder, and it was hellish. Like, there was a monster inside of me forcing me to cram, like, gallons of food down my throat, and I could not stop. I, there was nothing I could do to get myself to stop, and I call it binging. And... I was just desperate. I tried all kinds of different things. I went to a psychiatrist. I went to a psychologist. I went to Schick for the control of weight. I tried making bets with people. I, I was just at my wit's end. And I also had relationships that were, let's say, challenging and I see when I look back, I was so controlling because control is another addiction, trying to control another person, make them the way you want them so that that'll fix you. For me, that's what I would do. Um, so I ended up going to set them up Addicts Anonymous to teach me how to let go of being addicted to a person and being addicted to control. Um, I suffered for a lot of years with addiction, but I... I went to the 12-step program, and it started my healing process. At least I could get in touch with the feelings that were causing me, the pain that was causing me to practice addiction. And then I found energy healing work. And once I found energy healing work and I started on my spiritual path of chanting, meditation, and looking at things from a more spiritual perspective, I was able to actually let go of addiction and find myself just living a life and feeling feelings and laughing and going through, you know, challenges, but not having to reach for an addiction. Janet, when, when we were working on your book, I know that, that we would do the, the interview sessions and then uh, you would write in, in a park and you've got, you've got two stories. I, I would like you to, to share uh, the two stories about the park. Uh, the first one is, and, and you're laughing already. The first one is the funny one, when when the park rangers c come up to, well, don't give to, it away. <laughs> to to talk to you. Tell tell us that story, would you please? Well, I would go to the park. I love to sit in the park. There's a, picnic, a certain picnic bench, with like my name on it, where I just I just make a beeline for that bench. Sit on the bench with my stack of paper and my computer and and um my outline from Wes and I would just write and write for hours I spent four hours there writing and one time and I'd come every day <laughs> one time I was sitting there with my dog and all of a sudden these two uniformed park rangers came walking towards me and I looked up and I thought is it four o'clock already this boy time flies and they came over to me and they said um some of the staff, it's, it's, a, it's a mine, it's a museum with an outdoor uh, park. Some of the staff wanted me to come over and wanted us to come over and talk to you, um, see if we could get you some services, maybe some food, maybe a place to stay. And I said, oh, you think I'm homeless? <laughs> I said, well, that's very nice of you to offer, but I have a home. I'm just writing a book. And all of a sudden they turned on the dime and they said, oh, what's your book about? And I got to tell them that, told them, and they said, oh, we could have used you yesterday. We had a fella here, couldn't control his alcohol. <laughs> so 
I said, well, that's very nice of you to offer. And, and I'm sitting right next to my Prius. So I'm probably the first homeless person with a Prius. So now, that's that and, and the officers alluded to that there are some, some homeless people that find their way through the park at, at different times. And that's the other story that, that I'd like you to share with us. And that is the real reason uh, that I invited you to, to be on the podcast. I have worked with well over 100 people on their books. I have never had anyone have the success that you have had so early with your book. Tell us the story of, of Chris and how he relates to your book. <laughs> okay. I, well, I was down in Southern California for some, uh, some um, stuff I had to take care of. And I was teaching silver sneakers on Facebook because our gym was closed. So I'd go to the park, set up my tripod and my phone, and I would teach my sets of aerobics for seniors. And I would put on my music, and I would teach on, on, my, on my phone. And then I would take it all down, put it in my car, go set up a chair nearby where I was teaching, and I would start writing my second book, which the working title is How to Raise a Healthy, Happy, Non-Addicted Child. Because I figured I've been working for 15 years with people to help them heal with addiction and undo all the damage that their parents did to them to make them an addict. May as well just tell parents what to do in the first place, not to do it in the first place. So I'm sitting in the park writing my second book. I call it Kids. And all of a sudden, this very nice homeless addict living in the park comes up to me. I have my two dogs, and he struck up a conversation. Very nice man. And we started throwing the ball for the dogs. And he says, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, I'm writing a book. Oh, what's it called? We started talking. And then I said, well, I have this one. I, have, I do healing sessions, just so you know. And I don't charge. I just do it for love and for God. And, and if you'd like to read some of my book, here it is. I had sandcastles with me. Well, he would sit there every day when I'd go there, about three days a week, sometimes on the weekend. And I would sit there and write my book. And he would read my last, my first book, Sandcastle. Well, he said, let's do a session. I said, okay. So we'd sit there in the park and we'd do a healing session. We'd do the tapping and the inner child work. I'd give him assignments. He's a poet, so he'd write poetry, unbelievably expressive poetry about what he's going through. And I made a video, what he, you know, and he had holes in his shoes the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> and, and I made a video of... He was drinking so much and smoking so much pot and smoking two packs of cigars a day, the little ones. So we started doing the healing sessions, and he started reading my book. He'd read one, two, or three chapters every time we'd do a session. Well, I was there two months. I worked with him. He read my book. And then I came back home to Grass Valley, and I sent him my manuscript in a, in a purple notebook. And I mailed it to his grandma, and his grandma delivered it to him. Well, all of a sudden... He called me, and he was talking to me about something, and, and he said, oh, yeah, um, I'm not drinking as much. I said, well, you're not? Well, what, how, how much less? And he goes, 75%. I said, wait a minute. You're drinking 75% less than you were when we first started doing a healing session? He said, yes. And he said, and smoking. I'm only smoking half a pack a day. I said, are you kidding me? And he said, I'm not, I don't want pot anymore. I have no interest in pot anymore. I'm like... Oh, my gosh. Wow. So now he's read the book three times. He's writing poetry like crazy. He's talking about moving back in with his grandma. And 
it seems like he's healing. And so he says, if, if I move back into my grandma, I'm not going to drink. Well, it's very exciting. Now he gave it to his friend Henry in the park, and he's reading the book. So, you know, I don't know. You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but it, it's just heartwarming to hear these stories about me being able to help these people that just serendipitously came into my path as I was writing my book. Now, let's make this perfectly clear for our listeners. Your book has not been published. It is at the publisher's <laughs> right now. You're hoping to have it early in the new year, and you have had this success of helping two individuals, whether it's a complete cure or they turn their life around, but you have at least started them on the path to a better life before your book was even published. Yeah, it looks that way. So you obviously... I mean, my book, I, I I I just got my final edits back from the publisher yesterday. And I, it's not even finished, you know, completely finished being edited, and it's not going to come out for another few months. And already, my manuscript has helped one, maybe two addicts heal of their addiction. So this is it's very exciting to me. And and you always told me if you help one person, it's been worth it. Now, you started in June, and and this is your this is your first book. Is Tell, tell us what it's like. Is this what you expected? Is the process what you expected or to see these kind of results as quickly? Well, when I first, that's kind of funny. I, I heard uh, I heard less in a, a live stream from a, a program that I was doing um, to help me grow my healing practice. And he did a, a live stream with the leader of that group. And I heard it, and halfway through, I said, I'm doing it. That's it. So after the podcast, I think it was 30 seconds, and, and Les had a phone call. I said, where do I sign up? He says, it, it was wife answered. She says, it's for you. <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> I said, and he says, hello? I said, where do I sign up? He said, were you just on that podcast? I said, of course I was. So I knew that instant that Les was the book coach for me because I loved his energy. I loved his sense of humor. I loved his easygoing attitude. And I just knew this. I knew it was up for me. This was happening. So I didn't know what to expect. I've always written a lot. I love to write. My mother told me I'm an excellent writer. I should I should be an author. So I didn't really know what to expect. I was. It was just such a win-win because every moment was an exciting adventure for me and as it turned out it was kind of effortless he said okay just start by writing 25 chapter 25 chapter titles well that's easy so i did that and he says okay which one do you want to work on i told him uh sandcastles that addictions are like sandcastles and we talked about it he made me cry in a good way and then i spent that week writing my chapter and that was, it was just, just a match made in heaven. I keep telling him, or a match made in heaven. He gets me to my deepest, deepest feelings, to my sense memories from my past. And I always end up crying. And he just sits there patiently listening. And, and then he'll ask more questions. And that's how I, it's, I, I didn't know what to expect. But 
it turns out it's better than anything I could have thought of myself. It's effortless. It's joyful. It's an adventure. And the thing I love about Les is he's so positive. He'll read a chapter. I mean, he tells me all the great things about it. And if there's something I need to tweak, oh, and by the way, why don't you tweak this little thing? It's such a, a win-win, and I, I'm so appreciative. I and and it's just I, I'm just I just it's just the love of my life. I just love it. I never want to stop writing books with less. So, Janet, as we're as we're recording this session, you're moving in dangerously close to finish your 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 second book, and you you outlined that's about kids. What's next? What what's next on your desk? What are you thinking about? <laughs> First of all, let me reiterate: June first of twenty twenty was when we first talked, and this is. December, what is today? About the 8th. Yeah, and I'm already, one's at the publisher, and one is three-quarters of the way finished. <laughs> like, I can't believe, I, he says, you're on fire. Janet, you're on fire. I said, I feel like I'm body surfing on a tidal wave. So, what was your question again? <laughs> so, what's what's next? You're... Oh, oh after, after kids? Yeah. So I, as I write these books, you know, I write with a lot of humor and because I'm a stand-up comedian. So, you know, can you, it's like the juxtaposition of a stand-up comedian writing a book about addiction. So anyway, we, we got to laugh, you know. But um, so what I keep coming up with is ways to deal with criticism and insults. Well, okay, let me start over. Quips, let's see, okay. Uh, send here's the name of my working title for the next book sending off criticism and insults with quips and quibbles i say don't get offended get funny and i find that if i can see the humor in you know maybe like people criticizing me or insulting me if they ever do if i can see the humor in it and find a way to like send it right back to them with some some funny quips I'm done. I don't carry it around. So it's just another way of feeling happy in our life and being able to fend off any negativity in a fun and funny way. That's the next book. Janet, thanks so much for your time today, and you got a promise to come back and, and update us on on what happens to uh, to Chris and Henry in the park and, <laughs> and if they do get their life straightened around. Promise? Our guest today on Everybody Has a Story has been Janet Stegman from Grassy Valley, California. That's today's podcast, Everybody Has a Story. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed asking the questions. And if you have any ideas for an interesting guest, you'd like to hear more on any topic, please send the idea along to lessthebookcoach at gmail.com. 